0: Greetings, Luxarians. I'm back with another podcast. Um, we're going to talk about the state of homelessness in the United States in 2022. Um, a lot of these figures and numbers have been um, exacerbated due to uh, COVID 19, and um, you know, the job market's changing from a lot of jobs having to put people off, and then people trying to compete. With everybody trying to get online jobs and um, school shutting down, you know, um, teachers um, losing salary and having to sit, and, um, trying to convert to homeschooling and um, just the general populace. But um, I'm kind of like noticing a lot when I listen to other podcasts how people are generally nice. With um, talking about this situation, granted, there are people hurting, granted, there are people in existential mental health crises and, um, you know, residential-like crises. But um, I kind of want to, like, not be so nice about it because I want to really hit home something to the average American that um, has a stable place. Um, You know, stuff happens and people find themselves on the outside of it. Um, by definition, um, you're considered homeless. If you even live somewhere where like, say like you live with a family member, you're considered homeless. If that person was to die or something and you don't have a home anymore, you would be considered homeless. If you were living with a family member and they just said, get out. Um, you are considered homeless. If you're in any housing situation where, um, the a sway of the wind can change and you have nowhere to go. Um, by definition of most uh, housing things like HUD, um, VA and other organizations, um, that is their definition to consider somebody to be in a state of homelessness. Um, so there are presently, um, more Americans than you think in a state of homelessness, actually a lot more after COVID-19. So, um, don't be alarmed don't be like dismayed don't get downtrodden if you see or you know think of yourself in that state just know that um you know there are organizations that provide help and aid but here's the thing they're not doing enough um and they're too too not a like too like less in number for the amount of people that um we have in America to you know be in this state um, you might ask, how many people in America are facing this now? Well, by average, um, we have just uh, reached um five hundred and eighty thousand one hundred and eighty five people by twenty twenty census bureau um like um numbers that are in in the state of homelessness um. And that's just 2020 figures, uh, 2021 and 2022 could be way different. I'm going with that figure because some of these numbers were gained slightly before COVID. Um, I can promise you the number is a lot higher after COVID. Um, I can promise you that, but, um, here's something that I, I, I want to just harp on. It's like, um, you know, people people don't tend to think about this, but here's something that kind of speaks to the lack of care and candor that we have about this pandemic that we literally have in America, um, homelessness. Um, there are, um, there, there are upwards to right, um, right now, like, um, 38.4% 38.4% of homes in America that own a dog. Um, the actual number of homes owning dogs is 48,255,413. That means that the uh, average um, number of um, homes um, per house, average number of pets per household is almost two pets. Per household in the United States um the number of um pets in the United States that are domesticated and living home in the realm of dogs is just seventy six million eight hundred and eleven three hundred and four five people i mean sorry five pets in the United States now they have organizations like PETA that cry out for the ethical treatment of animals, be it food and shelter but the population, if you're looking at it of um pets in America versus pets in households, that means they're like you know some close to uh twenty twenty some twenty twenty um or so million pets that are displaced but you have a half a million people displaced here's the thing. If we have organizations that, um, you know, will actively home and, you know, shelter these 20 million pets, why don't we have that for people? What's ethically more inhumane? The fact that you will shelter a a dog over a human being. Now, now let's let's be, be honest. Let's let's look at homelessness in the United States. Let's look at the numbers, you know, you know, let's look at like, like approximately how many people will like this day experience it. Um, 17 people per every 10,000 people will experience it a day. Um, you know, that's, that's staggering numbers when you think about it. Um, um, Roughly every year you have about 1,300 of those people that accumulate in a day that will die. You know. They say that average life expectancy of somebody that lives through that and just continually stuck in that is uh, 50 years at best. Um, so that like would have to mean that the age level of those people is normally between 24 to 50 years old. That's like um, by numbers, 89.7% are 24 years old or more. Um, 8% of them are veteran women. You know, 20% of those are kids. You know. 42% of those children identified on the street are LGBT. Uh, You have a lot of parents that, you know, will kick a kid out on the street before they um, take care and parent and uh, love and care for a kid that might be LGBT. Um, These kids normally fall into drug habits to cope with uh, abandonment. Uh, They normally fall into drug habits, you know, um, to cope with like uh, their living situation. And sometimes these children are exploited. 58% of the homelessness in America comes in the states of Texas, California and Florida. So next time you're going to Disneyland or Disney World, you know, think about like not too far from you, you will pass by homelessness to go to the most magical places on earth. You know, 58,000 students in America are identified as homeless. 39.8% 39.8% of homeless individuals in the United States are African American. 2.8 are Native Americans. 13% are Hispanic of origin. Here's a another sobering thing. There is one population um, of ethnic enclave in America that is living the American dream. And they hardly have any homeless rates, poverty rates. Crime rates in their community is low uh, and they always, um, you know, tend, if you put them in a demographic like these, they tend to be like in America, um, pretty much living the American dream more so than Caucasian, more so than black, more so than Hispanic. And that is the Asian population. As I said in later podcasts out there where I was talking about equity and home ownership, um, they only ethnic enclave in America that like nine times out of 10 from age 20 to like 60 actually positively owns a home owns businesses and such is an Asian American family that tends to like be true if you think about the number one selling food commodity in a in the United States when you're thinking about restaurants is Chinese food. We eat more Chinese food in America from takeout restaurants than in pockets of America or pockets of the world where Asian cuisine is the only cuisine. Um, that's by consumer standards alone, we spend a lot more money on that than anything else in America when you think of uh, the fast food industry. Um, so we have um, things like Panda Express and stuff. If you really like take away those major industries and just the mom and pop like um, restaurants. If they all consolidated to one industry, no fast food industry would be able to touch them. None, none in the United States. Um, that's a little bit telling of you know how um, average Americans right now don't have a fair shake. Why you have the sentiments and anger. In um little groups like uh within the trump um party like um say that they're losing their country, yes uh the country has been lost, but it's not just to um caucasian Americans, not just to like the detriment and gain of Asian Americans or any other pressure. it's just to the fact that we as consumers are dumb in our country. The number one consumer of most things in the country is um, pretty much the African-American pocket of America. And as consumers, we contribute the most in buying stuff. But when you look at it, we are the poorest. Um, So. When you look at these numbers and you're thinking about who it will hit home most, it's probably a minority community, Um. With the exception of the one I spoke of, 40% of all homeless men are veterans, which is sad. You can go get shot at, see death and destruction in service, but you can come home and be welcomed by the street more than a home. You know, they'll give you GI Bill and you can, you know, sit in your family's house and try to get your degree but like most times you won't sit in your own home and try to gain that degree um granted i will say when you're looking at these homeless percentage numbers it is not and i repeat is not reflective of all the services guarantee you if you meet an average air force veteran they are well to do because the air air force tends to like accreditize most of their ratings, most of their MOSs to the point where that person very rarely has to come out and really seek more than associates to uh, like two years or more of college to have that full degree because they, they give college credits for everything you do. Um, Army started knowing that because they were seeing that that could turn down some of the population numbers. But like when your average grunt Marine and infantry is your skill, killing is your skill. Um, That skill doesn't translate um, onto paper unless you're an officer because then you can say you can lead people and stuff like that. But like the average uh, infantry grunt skills don't really relate over. Um, That's why they have them doing now Lean Sigma Six so they can talk about their management and like, you know, when it's their upper level NCOs and stuff like that. But um We tend not to think that um, even prisoners that come out of prison have a better shot and shake at life um, than uh, a veteran. Because those prisoners can come out to a halfway house where they have shelter and they get a job and then they, you know, get back established on their feet enough where they don't sometimes don't go back to crime. Or they learn skills and get like teaching them how to be culinary specialists and all kinds of other jobs. Um, But that veteran has to come out and then he has to get in line at a VA for these benefits. Now, think about it. The VA is for veterans, but like it's taking care of veterans from uh, the few that we have from the last World War to the present day veteran that came from Afghanistan all these people are in line for care you know say someone has a you know like issues with lungs and cancer well they're all in the same line getting the same you know consults together and you know so like picture when you have a, a city like New York that young kid comes out and he's in line with all these people to get care And sometimes, you know, he'll get an appointment and the follow up is a year later for something that could be dire. And that's generally if they can't like afford health care right coming out, that's the care that they get. That's why we had Biden try to come back and make sure that um, that health care is something that is just doesn't ever leave them because you'll have people come out and you've like, listen, in the military If you had a child and you ever was on military insurance, you can chime in on this. Um, You could have a kid and pay probably 50 cent. Normally, that's the copy for the copy of the uh, birth certificate. Um, But that would be your only cost that you would incur through the whole length of pregnancy and the delivery of your child. There is some Americans that have a child almost 10 years old and they're still paying those bills from the birth of that child that that's insane but you got to look at like the crippling cost of healthcare the crippling cost of housing the crippling cost of how rent now is just weird, like critical like the rent prices in America are just now starting to come back down because they've really realized okay we can't really expect them to get all these uh you know like like care benefits package that we were getting checks and stuff, you know, and now that's starting to dry up. So it's like, okay, we can't bleed them. We can't bleed a turnip. So it's like, okay, let's bring them back down to like, um, like, you know, relatively affordable prices. Yes. There is price gouging in rent. Yes. That's why you see so many LLCs have been created in just buying houses up. These LLCs won't to use the opportunistic um, circumstances in America and the world to enrich themselves. They don't care about like, oh, if you can't afford the housing, you know, they don't even care about like the fact that they can have the rent so high on the street that if you can't afford that housing and move in there and you got nice things, uh, when you leave your house for too long, you're getting robbed. They don't care about that. They just like, hey, as long as you paying rent. But you can't blame the disparity of people. You can't blame, you know, like if somebody is in their neighborhood and they just know like, oh, man, they just fixed that house up and they got that house so high that I can't even rent it. They don't even want me to come in there at an open house to look at it. It's it's things like that where you're starting to to see, you know, the the shrewdness of America and stuff like that, even in medicine. You had the guy that jacked up a cost of a life-saving, like you know, medication for asthma, to a point where it was almost seven hundred dollars for that medicine. Like oh, he, there was no law and nothing to stop him. There's, and like, not to mention that could be for any medicine that you can think of. Somebody can, some company can do that. Or when a crisis comes, if they know they have the medicine that could render aid and help people, what happens to the price? hey, guys, they really need this medicine. Let's jack up the price. It's these ethical things where we should just be decrying like, okay, if you can't be fair, then why should we contribute to your company? You know? Um, If the taxes don't reach, you know, these people, why should I pay them? There should be no reason that there is a dog that will go through this winter warm and there is a child living on the streets or wherever that will probably die. And no one cares. That should not be in this country. If we're going to say that we're we're leading the way and we are the beacon, if we're going to say all this crap to the world then damn it we should stand and own up to it and be it um you know like every other country around us has universal health care but we don't some of the countries around us have college guaranteed to people their 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 citizens it granted means like if 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 you had a kid and you told him hey man from 7th grade until 12th grade if you do community service a little bit on like some of the weekends out of the year you'll pay for college you mean if you gave that to kids they wouldn't be like you wouldn't get a good percentage of kids that's like i'll do it or at least parents that promote them to do it that you could have these first generation kids to go to college You want to know why you're not going to have that? Because there's companies like Amazon that need those high school and GED people. There, There's companies that that like, you know, stay in the pockets of these states that they they don't need them to graduate a high percentage of people that are able to go to college. They don't need colleges to be free, even junior colleges, because that takes away from their work race. That's getting paid slave labor to the point where Amazon employees were trying to want a union. It's slave labor. Think about your average DoorDash employee. You can drive like 20 to 30 miles to deliver food and like, what did you make for it? $11. Imagine when the gas prices are high. You just spent half a tank of gas to only pay for like a quarter. Where where is the where is the balance in, in equity when, when we're looking at how these corporations and how um corporate interest is now running America? What we got from the whole time Trump was in office was these parties that had interest in all this stuff that we're seeing going on now, they just went amok. And now they're out of control. So yes, you see them backing you know, companies like um, companies and stuff now because they won't, and politicians, because they they want the guy in office that's going to do the most for them so they can keep getting rich. So you saw what happened to like a lot of these CEOs, a lot of these CEOs when um, Trump got out of office, you saw what they did. They took their golden parachute and sold the company and they exited with like riches to go fly into outer space <laughs> and like i'm telling you that is the next uh, the next thing that you will see probably in our lifetimes next 20 to 30 years they're gonna find a way to build something in outer space um there's a movie called elysium uh, i can't know if i think i might have mispronounced that wrong but they built like this huge space station thing and then the mega rich and uh uh you know all the best health interests and all these people, like I said, uh, they're going to leave America and go here and just left America to the poor to just, you know, digress into crime, violence and poverty. And um, that's pretty much what they're planning on, uh, because they're talking about now mining um, um, asteroids. Now Here's the thing. If you can mine one asteroid, you can get. From one asteroid, pretty much the a uh, trillion dollars worth in uh, material out of just uh, mining a little bit of an asteroid. If they find a way to process a whole asteroid, um, that would be like taking all the uh, mineral deposits that came from asteroids and spread out underneath the soil of the United States and the world from when the Earth was forming. You can get that out of one whole asteroid. So what happens when somebody like all these people that's trying to go into space, what they're trying to do is they're trying to become infinitely more rich. The first person that's going to do it will probably be the person that we will see name on everything throughout the world after this, because um, that kind of money that can be made from this is, you know, just going to go to the countries that are able to have a space program. That's why you see countries um, now trying to build space programs that uh, had nuclear programs. They're trying to switch over to doing that because they're seeing that there is a race for somebody to get there and somebody to start mining asteroids. Uh, That's why we have all these corporate interest groups now building their own spaceships and stuff like that, because. They don't want NASA to get there and figure it out first. They want to figure it out before NASA, because if NASA gets there first, it's a government ran entity and they can't really get money off of it. But if a corporate person gets there first, well, corporate can brand that junk corporate can market that stuff. So homelessness and stuff in America, is just going to get like worse. If we don't start standing up and speaking out for things, whenever, whenever they're able to get to a point where it's, To a point where there's another option, of course, they're going to leave everything to just degrade. Look at the neighborhoods. You can see this in the neighborhood, a neighborhood that used to be like a, you know, pretty mixed society when that like, um, you know, condominium or residential area got built and then all the money moved out. Didn't you see what happened to the police presence? And uh, sanitation of that area, it moved with it. And then that area, excuse me, then that area became the ghetto. It became poverty looking a basic uh, quintessential um, broken windows theory uh, area. And uh, sociology, if you want to go down that realm, it became that. And uh, there is no care to bring it back. Because they figure that the people that's there belong there. So we got to start asking ourselves, should we not challenge not only the government, but corporations to come into their part, too, and and help out with some of these issues like homelessness, poverty, uh, education and stuff like that, because uh, we give to them and they bleed us. So why can't we ask more of them? Um, and there, this all stems way, way back to um, almost the time when electricity was just really starting to become popular. Um, you know, like the Westinghouses and uh, J.P. Morgans and all that stuff. And even the presidency of McKinley, which was basically, he was like a pretty much Donald Trump. He came in and he made the rich, richer. And that poverty state lingered until we had like a welfare state. Um, and now we're back at that. So the next person, if not Biden another term, uh, the next person that comes into office, um, is going to have to fix this. And Here's the thing. Americans are so kind of fed up with the back and forth. I think probably in the next, you know, 10 to 12 years, we'll see a third party candidate get elected when America gets fed up with the red and blue back and forth. They will elect just instead of splitting a vote with a third party candidate. They will just consolidate to a third party candidate. But that means there's got to be a good third party candidate coming along. And I hate to sock it to you. We might have one. Um, and we might have that third party ca- candidate be our first Asian American leader our president. Um, if you if you follow politics, you know who he is. I'm not even going to have to say his name. But um, yeah, he's trying to bring about a third party. And yeah, I think. Uh, we could do well if we had four parties. At least then you couldn't just consolidate and like just divide America. Um, it would have to be about issues and not just about stating the issues about when you get in, you got to fix them. Uh, because, you know, right now they could just give you cap and get elected and then it's like, OK. You know, I gotta fix like I gave them twelve issues that I said I would fix, but I'm only really gonna fix about three or four, just one a year. You know, then I'll use the the my reelection campaign bid to say I'm gonna fix the rest. So we got to start focusing in on more, or so of asking our government to do more. Also, people I want to end here with is like we have PETA, we have all these you know, pet commercials that you see and stuff like that, then you'll see the St. Jude's commercial. I like how they pair them right after the other, but like, here's something that you don't think about. There's sick kids that's on the street because they haven't been able to see a doctor. There's sick people on the streets. There's somebody that had you know, like uh, debilitating illness like MS or, you know, or, you know, other illnesses that some family members said, I can't care for this person. And jettisoned them on the streets, you know, put it, kicked them out, you know, like to have them deal with it on their own. Um, and we have that. Because uh, a lot of times in America, people only tend to care about themselves. How much can I get for me? Um, you can look at this now in like relationships, a lot of the online dating and stuff. You have women that uh, will know that they can get equity out of their body and their looks and give nothing in exchange of education or success to balance that measure and they'll go after the men that have that high measure of hard work, success and all that stuff. And they won't give him anything except a body and a beautiful face. And they feel that that is equal, you know, but like when it comes down to it, if you were to have children that guy and that guy died, um you don't have the measure to balance that household out. Where do you think it's going back to? back to the same Bergs and stuff where you came from that you went to that man to get away from, you know, we have to like start saying working harder for each other. We have to start trying to ask what is equal and not only what is equal, what is fair. Um, You know, we, we can't start saying that, you know, like a woman with beauty should get a job over a woman that doesn't have it, but has education and experience. We can't say that a man, just because he is popular and likable, should get somewhere where a man with hard work and experience can't. We shouldn't be looking at the fact that uh, it's a homeless kid over it's a homeless pet. We shouldn't look at the fact that there is an inmate that's going to have housing over a veteran that's went through several tours, several combat scenarios from 18 to 39. We shouldn't be looking at him and saying, oh, he's homeless. But the guy who just served just as many years in prison comes out to a halfway house in a home. That he will get provided to him in that halfway program that helps him get up on his feet enough to establish his own place. We should not have that. That is unacceptable. Especially like if a war big enough broke out right now, they would snatch everything up at 18 And force it to serve in the service. And they wouldn't just be men going in the draft. Now it would be your daughters, too. You know. And now they probably would even grab out of college, too. They would look at the grades and say, well, you're not doing well in college. You got to join the military. You know. So we got to ask ourselves, like, what kind of United States do we want to give? What do we want to continue to be the the slogan for United States? Because it's obvious that what we're saying ain't ringing true. So we got to make it ring. So, but that's going to take hard work and that's going to take a lot of people standing up. So continuing in the standing up segment, I want to just keep on, on this point where, uh, some of y'all got to speak up and be a voice. Somebody that hears my voice right now, you got to stand up and say certain things to, you know, people in power. You got to start asking more of these corporations. You know, there's some people that probably listen to me. You, you got to follow in on social media, use it. Hey, if you're a beautiful woman and you can snag like a million followers on Uh, Instagram or something like that. Why don't you use your voice and your beauty for something, you know, other than just sponsoring a makeup line or some leggings, you know, if all, if Martin Luther King would have had social media, just imagine that instead of getting like his getting like, Rocks thrown at him and bottles in the streets, you know, he, he could have been sitting behind a computer, giving a message and a speech and insulated from hate in a protective place. We have more to be better leaders and more effective leaders than he had today. But why don't we? Because we've gotten used to the privilege and we can't talk about like certain pockets of America, like uh, being privileged because we are. When you look at the world, we had the vaccine well longer than most of the world. And we argued about taking it. While they were just buried and burning people like over in India. other pockets of the world where they were digging mass graves. Or in other country pockets of the world where they didn't have a vaccine and they were fighting a war like in Ukraine. Shame on us. We got to do better. Um there's a joke that uh, I have a friend that's kind of religious said um most of the countries and um most of the countries and stuff in the world are mentioned in the book of revelations, except America. And I kind of, I can nowadays can think of why, you know, if something was, was prophetic like that, why America wouldn't be mentioned because we're not going to be around. When that day comes, <laughs> when those times come, we're going to, we're going to be the Sodom and Gomorrah that's already disappeared. So ask yourself: Do you do you, Do you want to do you want to Do you want an America that stays and stands and sticks by each other and is a beacon of hope, or do you want an America that's gonna drift away like a dandelion in the wind? Hey, to end on this kind of like somber, like uh, like bitter note, but like I think it should sting a little bit. So as uh, always, you can reach me at Lucas at gmail dot com, uh, Uncle Lucas on uh, Twitter. Um, you know, let me know what you think. We'll dig into some more stuff next time. Love and peace to all. Peace.